I don't know who that is. I know we need. I'm trying. We need to track I'm him down. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to find him on YouTube and stuff, but I'm trying to find the original video. But uh, uh, that I mean, uh, bad luck posted that, so he's probably gonna get a lot of looks over here on the west, on the west coast. <laughs> like Snoop Dogg probably already doing the remix. That thing was hard. Can you hear this? Yes, I, I can hear it. That's dope. You a DJ now? <laughs> oh, so you heard the horns? Yeah, I heard the horns. All right, what about this? Surprise, motherfucker. Yes, I heard that. All right. Oh, you got drops? Uh, yeah, I got I, I got one of them damn uh, stream decks. What is, what is that? I never heard of that it's, one. Um, is made by a company called El Gato, which is the cat in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> but um. Oh, they do the capture cards, right? Yeah, yeah, same people. Yeah, but oh, it's, okay. it's pretty much um a soundboard, but it, it's more than that. It's just like all right, this one I got the fifteen button set up, so I can oh. um, program fifteen buttons to do different things and whatnot. It's not limited to sound. It can um start um certain functions uh, on um your computer. And hell, if you um got smart lights and you know the plugs and the outlets and everything, it can run that shit too. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, f- a freaking multifunction pad and all that crap. That's dope. It's like a command center yeah, or something. Pretty much. It's made for streamers, but um, I ain't there yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you in where you streaming at? You gonna be on Twitch or? Well, I was um, I'm just been playing lately on uh, Mixer. That's for Xbox, but Mixer, I'm trying to okay. I'm trying to figure out a way to where I can stream it all on all at the same time. So oh uh, yeah, yeah so Dang, I, they haven't gotten that figured out yet. Well, they do, but it's the only stuff I've seen is just um via an app to where what it does is pretty much like how you know if you ever used a computer with two screens. You know oh, how yeah. you take your um, your active window and you slide it to the other screen and you can view it over there while you're doing shit on yeah, the other yeah. screen? That's pretty much what the app is. So when I start the um, feed in Mixer, I can take um, that screen and slide over to the app and it'll play it inside of Twitch. Huh. Okay, that's somewhere, but... Yeah. But like, yeah. there should be a... <laughs> I mean, I believe you could do it with OBS. But OBS. but my computer is a uh, El Poo so it ain't gonna be able to handle all that. <laughs> upgrade coming soon. You you'll get that upgrade soon. Oh yeah, I gotta finish the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I got the walls up. I just gotta finish running the electric and everything. Uh you got you got your um sound treated stuff and all that. It's partially sound treated. I ain't about to spend all that damn money. goddammit. it. <laughs> No, no, I feel you. Cause I'm a, I got the soundproof insulin insulation that they'll put up in there, and then I'm, huh. I'm gonna try to um, caulk caulk the cracks and everything as best as I can, and then um, you know, I'll put the freaking studio foam over it on the inside, so I have at least two layers. And yeah, that should be about right. I just want to go in there and scream motherfucker as loud as I can, and not bother nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, because, I mean, that stuff, like, because uh, 
I remember this guy that I used to go to church with. He um took one of his rooms and built a booth in it for his uh they're not related, but he was like dating their her her mom I, I believe, yeah. and like uh, she wanted to do music, and like I was the producer and like he built a booth in there. It was pretty cool, inexpensive. It's like dang, but but uh, the parts, the materials aren't as expensive as you think. It's yeah. just the the labor that yeah. costs. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I've looked at the construction of a, a soundproof room, and it's pretty much like uh-huh. you, you're building a wall on top of a wall with airflow space in between. Yeah. But if I did that, it would minimize the space that I would have to do shit on the inside. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So if I build that... And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if I did that decoupling and everything, I'd have two doors and all that stuff, and then I wouldn't have any room to walk around and move around in that bastard. Yeah. So I made my sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope, though, man. It's dope building your, your thing up, building that brand. Yes, sir. At least trying to, anyway. No, nah, you're doing it. You're doing it. Never say trying to. You say you're doing it. Which you are doing it. Yeah. Giggity goo. <laughs> a dose of toxic positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Take that uh freaking uh what's that, the Powerpuff Girls? Uh, uh sh- bit of sugar. <laughs> Little Hennessy in <laughs> a dash. <laughs> <laughs> a little Hennessy. Let's see. Uh... How has Hennessy been? I, I don't know. I don't drink Hennessy. Oh. I I tell some Crown Royal though. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know about the preferences and stuff like that. I just assume all black people best like Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I've uh come to know that stereotype as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I and that try- stereotype it strangely comes from us. I've never yes. heard anybody else say that. And I've tried the Hennessy and I did not like it. <laughs> Same here. I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like most drinks though. Mm-hmm, so I mean I I don't drink uh now, but I tried everything, I think. Yeah. I think I almost I like the um oh yeah, I liked it uh Stella Rosa. Yeah, I was so, about to a say certain that. flavor. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that because, like, every time I go to Walmart and I see the Stella Rosa, I always think about you. <laughs> <laughs> that soft ass trick. <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm not gonna talk about you because I thoroughly enjoy a glass of Stella Rosa. <laughs> yeah. I done had all the flavors except for um, I think they got two or three new ones that's out right now. Oh, I might have to try it. They got a, birthdays coming up. They got I might have to try. They got watermelon and um. I forget what the other well one is like a grapefruit and I forget what the third one is. Do they have mango yet? Oh yeah, they got a mango. It's tropical mango. That shit's delicious. I need to try that one. I forgot the one that I actually that I really liked when I first tried it. I forgot what it was. I gotta ask my boy. Was it the uh, one who brought it? What, did it have a red top on it? Uh I don't remember. Be, to be honest, I really can't remember. Because if it was the one with the red top on it, that's probably the Moscato. That's just like the plain Jane one. They don't have no flavors to it. It's just like, this is Stella Rosa Moscato. 
Nah, it went now. It was it was some fruity. It was definitely a fruity drink. Uh, I think it was could have been a strawberry because mm-hmm. I remember it was pink. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it was pink Moscato, but or... it could have it could have been peach. No, peach is orange. Peach. Peach, peach was really? orange. Peach peach got the orange top. It could have been strawberry. Okay. You're right. Yeah, because I tried a few flavors that night. <laughs> Shit, man! I did. I was um, like, All right, this one. I brought that grapefruit one I was telling you about. It was brand new. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it in the floorboard of my truck with the rest of the groceries. Open it yeah. up. That bitch rolled smooth the fuck out, hit the concrete. <laughs> oh, did it break? Or is yeah, it, it just like flop. Well, I was like, oh, oh damn. I was like, cool, it should be all right. Then I picked it up in the bag, just started leaking. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Damn. I was mad. Damn, damn. I never yeah, tried I it after that either because I didn't want to go back to the store and buy another one. <laughs> I don't even remember how much they cost, to be honest. Oh yeah, they're, 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 um, they don't go over like twelve dollars, but okay. they have the bigger ones. Is like a champagne version of it. It's uh, like Lux Black or a, you know some other shit, and those get yeah. like to fifteen, sixteen dollars. Wow, they rarely hit twenty. Yes. All right. I, I kind of I have an idea, a ballpark now of what I'm gonna do for my birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. He's gonna make Thank you, you. A, a, a punch bowl for <laughs> all the flavors still roasting. <laughs> Turn up. Oh, and I, watch, I, I and watch Royal Rumble. I guess. Oh, I will be there in attendance. Oh, you're going? Yeah, I'm going Dang. to. I'm going to Worlds Collide Saturday, and we're going to the Rumble Sunday. Dope. Where is it at? Like what state? Worlds Collide is gonna be at the Toyota Center. That's where the Houston Rockets play. Oh, okay. And then the, also you're you're local. Yeah, and then the Royal Rumble is gonna be at Minime Park where the Astros play. Dope. Yeah. I haven't, man. I honestly like totally stopped watching all wrestling. I haven't. <gasps> <laughs> I barely kept up. Like the group. The group chat, yeah, that's that's how I'm keeping up. Yeah, and it was like that for a while for me too. It was like uh, the only thing that was uh, keeping me informed about the wrestling was um, the different wrestling podcasts I would listen to. Oh yeah, yeah, I stopped all of that. Like I don't know, I just got tired. I just got burnt out. But I'm a, I'm, I'm watching Sunday though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like the start over point. Yeah, it is. Is WrestleMania is right after? Not right after, but it's the next big one. Well, they're gonna have the um, what elimination chamber between? Yeah. How to say that again? Yeah, they're gonna have like elimination in between elimination chamber. Oh yeah, that's right. The yeah. Royal Rumble. Um. So what's that? That's January. Royal Rumble. And then um, there's gonna be t- at least two more pay per views. I believe. Because WrestleMania is in April. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, know. they got Elimination Chamber. Something else. I don't remember. What's the second? Fast Lane or something. Yeah, they usually have like some off-brand shit. Mm. So, uh, you want to go ahead and start this thing proper? <laughs> oh, I thought we just started. I thought we was doing... That's the, the right way. We just... You know, well, man, it's been a while. <laughs> you know, I, I actually got an intro and shit. <laughs>
Okay. All right. Sure. Let's. How about this? Uh, we'll just keep that in, and I'll just start the intro now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we, we pu- we'll pull a tide on them. The music starts here. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Some random shit from Rob. Now everybody stand up and lift your arms. Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars. Go piss on Mars. What? It's so random. It's all gravy. The podcast is Rob. Yeah, go crazy. Yup. And all kind of shit like that. That's what Rob says when he runs off track. Fun fact, tuck that in your brain. Fuck that nuts as we act insane. And the fast lane still smooth like butter. Rob, dude, you one cool ass brother. Motherfucker. You might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping camp? The ramblings get so random. What's happening? I'm babbling. So much you can't handle me chattering teeth sound like a battle axe bashing the beat don't laugh when i speak we're just some idiots i ain't talking about a little bit i'm talking fully illiterate like little kids trapped in a grown man's body acting a fool like Lindsay lohan party like it's a part of your life we party all night blackout that's how we party it right hit the walmart because we bored as shit instagram and upload the video <laughs> look, at, look at rob hanging out in the walmart for no reason just instagram and he got his phone out walking around looking at himself like hey look at me i'm walking through walmart Walmart. It's so random, Rob. It's so random, random, but that's what we love. Random ramblings with random Rob. Ramblings. Random ramblings. Motherfucking random freaking ramblings. motherfucking random ramblings. Random ramblings. Random ramblings. Blah 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 what up everybody this is your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random rounds with rob podcast first and foremost i like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts if you're a first time listener i'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try and if anybody recommended you to me go ahead and reach over and get that person a crisp high five but if you're not in their general vicinity, use your social media app of choice to uh, craft them a well thought out DM, not a nasty one, because you when you get in the DMs, I know how y'all get, but send them a DM and tell them thank you for recommending you to me. Hey, and speaking of social media, you can find me on uh, a plethora of platforms. I mean, ice cream. So forgive me if I'm slurring. You can find me on Facebook by searching around the rambles with Rob, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash three R show. You can find me on Instagram, walking the hollowed halls of Walmart by searching random rambles with Rob or Instagram.com forward slash the three R show or at the three R show. I don't know why I gave you all that extra information. That's giving you like the runaround instead of even get straight to the meat by doing at the three R show, or you can follow me on Twitter at three R show and you can find all the things that I may have missed on randomrob.com. it's not random Rob cast no more because we took the cast off for savings I had to put a couple dollars in my pocket to put back into the podcast so now speaking of the podcast I have a guest as usual but this is an extra special guest he is the um, the champion right now as far as guest appearances on the random rounds with rob uh he has edged out one who shall not be named but has been named since i've done this intro and he is a musical genius he may not think that of himself oh, no. but I, I, see look, 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 I, he already barren it whatever i didn't even get it out yet i was like he may not think that 
<laughs> but myself and a few others think the same. You know, we, we think he is a musical genius, even though he doesn't think that of himself. Uh, he's a talented <laughs> producer, a writer, rapper, uh, whatever else you want to think about. Uh, he could probably do that, too. He just, you know, modest and doesn't want to reveal all his secrets and talents and whatnot, which that's not for me to dispel as well. I let him do that on his own. But joining me once again, the reigning, defending, random ramblings with Rob champion, Sir John Lee. <laughs> we got sound effects, people. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, I turned that was that was an epic uh, intro. Wow, thank you for um, saying all those kind things <laughs> yes and that was like what almost 20 minutes in we with the intro <laughs> <laughs> yeah just about yeah i know you, you haven't been in a while and i know you're used to the old format and everything to where we would ju- i would just start talking and we'd be like when are we gonna start the show i said dog we've been started since 20 minutes ago <laughs> oh man yeah I, I really got used to that format yeah th- those were the legacy days <laughs> Legacy days. Now, 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 Robin got a budget. The brand is expanding. Yeah. He's killing it out here. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out in these streets. Out in these streets for real. Meeting, meeting. Out of you, man. Meeting, meeting <laughs> people, kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. It, it's probably not in that order. It might you have to flip it around. <laughs> but yeah, man. But I'm proud of you, dude. Like, I, I feel like. I was a part of this, you know, like it's so special to me to see you like kill it like this. Man, see, you you always and forever will be a part of this because dog, because of you, I found like, you know, I have renewed respect for people who create music and whatnot. And, you know, I can remember a time or two that you were on here and we had many a conversations about you know, some of these motherfucking rappers or whatever. But I, you know, I've changed my opinion on that. You know, I think we may have shared that conversation before, but it's just like, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not, you know, flexing that creative muscle to try to make music. And I feel like it's not really my place to talk down on somebody who's even, who's doing the thing. And I'm sitting here not doing nothing, you know? No, but but you, as a as a person who consumes music, we all consume music, even mm-hmm. artists. Like a person who's uh, listening, you know, you're definitely entitled to uh, say what's good and what's whack. Yeah. You know, everybody has their you know uh, opinion, yeah. and they're entitled to it. Like, and nobody can take that away from you. I think ever. Yeah, I just think more of as I have a diplomat a diplomatic way of saying yeah, yeah. yeah. instead yeah, of like, that shit is garbage that shit is whack that's whack but yeah it's, it's more of like now is uh you, you being a well-refined critic or whatever it's just like hmm i think i know what he was going for here but he missed the mark here yeah yeah because like when it comes to music opinions like for me i just remember being whack yeah like, that's it there, there was no critique to yeah. it it was just it, this shit is whack <laughs> yeah like i was being whack like and people would be like and you know encouraging like 
yo, keep going. That's tight. They, they'll say it's tight. I'm thinking it's whack or whatever. I mean, I'm, I, I still feel that way. It depends on the day. Like, mm-hmm. I think I texted you the other day and I was listening to Melancholy. I was like, yo, this yeah. shit was actually tight. Yeah, but I remember before time when we had a couple of conversations, whatever. He's like, man, I don't like that shit. I think I'm going to take it down. I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean that's yeah. that's the artist curse though, man. It's just like it, some sometimes you never feel satisfied because you know you could do better. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, man, melancholy is the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's that because I was listening to it like, and I just got used to cringing every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, you had some bars like on there, yeah. like that's pretty funny too. Like there's some pretty like funny lines on there and stuff you didn't do too bad kid i was just talking <laughs> to myself you know but but i kind of feel because i felt the same way first starting this podcast it's just like i hear the when i'm editing i hear myself saying things and i'm like yeah. oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Who, who is this <laughs> but um what it is is just like you've been separated from it for a little while i mean you probably hadn't went back and revisited it in a minute or even you know even thought about it but to go back and listen to it it's just like oh since i've been away from it and not working on it it sounds a little different yeah yeah and then plus the cool thing about both of us like we like uh even if we didn't feel it was tight at the time like there's still like a starting point and people who get hip to us like could start from the beginning and then follow follow us yeah. to all the way where we are right now mm-hmm. and I, I had that conversation with somebody too um, my first Walmart log you can find it on YouTube on the 3R show YouTube channel um, I'm looking it up right now <laughs> yeah you just go to YouTube and type in 3R show which I did not plug in the beginning of the show <laughs> damn I forgot. That, but see, I had to catch y'all though. I said go to randomrob.com and for everything I missed. See, see that, Oh yeah. That's the catch y'all. We good. <laughs> but um I was talking to freaking um Brian. He freaking uh graphic artist, goddamn podcaster, all that shit. And we had the conversation to where he was like when he first started, he never thought it was perfect enough and he um his advice to people that were looking to start podcasting practice before you release it, you know, so you can kind of refine it. And whenever you think you good to go, then start. And when I was on the opposite end of the spectrum, I just started with no experience. So, cause I felt yeah. like what you were saying, I want to track the progress, you know, hear me on episode one to where I say podcast 38 fucking times <laughs> in like the first three sentences. And then here we are, (laughs) over 200 and some odd episodes here, and I think I got a better grasp for it. You can hear the confidence in my voice and whatnot, but you can still hear all my pet words because they still buzz my ears when I say but um and uh, whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty cool. Yours is like, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like <laughs> it's like see um I mean you know yeah I understand it, <laughs> no, <I'm just> 
<laughs> no, but but the comparison between doing music, especially rap, and doing a podcast, uh, you your your power, your gift, and your instrument is in your voice a lot of times, and like. All right, when I first started rapping, I didn't know, like, you could manipulate your voice like that. Yeah. Uh, but I had, fortunately, in high school, I had, like, chorale and music lessons and uh, vocal vocal coaches pretty much. Like, I wasn't a good singer at all. I was trapped somewhere between baritone and tenor, and I couldn't hit the highest notes for uh, tenor, and I couldn't hit the lowest notes for baritone. So I was like... That was my placement in there, you and were, uh, you were a baritoner. You know, <laughs> so you yeah, a, a baritoner. There we go. A baritoner. <laughs> but by the, I mean, but by the end of the the semester, I had won the trophy for best improved, most improved, or something like that. And, but before before melancholy, there was like, there's. There's a mixtape, and then there's a there's two mixtapes. One that I released when I was in high school, and the the second when I think 2010. I mean, I didn't release it to the public like that. I just passed it out to my friends in high school and stuff, and they thought, you know, I was like the dopest rapper yeah. ever. And like, I re- I just found like a bunch of those files, and like, oh man. <laughs> I, I need to put ears to these things <laughs> like the recording is terrible the quality is bad the voice is like I'm tr- on one song I sound like Kanye on the, another song I sound like 50 Cent on another song I sound like Cameron like oh, like I didn't have a voice <laughs> at all and, and you know and that was a thing for me too it was like I know what my talking voice is you know we hear it here every week and, you know, I talk to people all the time, but for me to even entertain the idea of making a rap song, I can't hear my voice, you know, spitting bars, you know, because it's just like, I, I, it just doesn't sound right in my head or in my ears. But for me to actually do it, just say I'm fucking around or whatever, I had to change my voice, <laughs> like for real, because my voice at normal does not suit what I perceive is, you know, me rapping or whatever. I had to uh, put put some rasp on it or some shit because that they don't <laughs> <Nah>. work. <laughs> Honest opinion though, that's the re- that uh your voice is the reason why I put you on the album, anyways. Because you have, like, I have I have a weird thing with voices. I guess it's a producer thing. Like, like I could hear certain voices. Like when I'm making a song, I'm like, Are you Randy Orton? Oh. He- yeah, yes, I am Randy Orton. <laughs> like, because I'll be here, and they be telling me, he would sound good on this. Like, put him on this section. But I think you would ha- you would be a dope rapper because of your voice. Word. Cause, uh, oh, so, cause so you, you, that, you, hear, you heard that, the change real quick, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but you you have that gravel in your throat, and then it's, uh, and then you have a lower pitch, you know? So you're probably a, a real life baritone like but lower octave vo- voices sound better as rappers like people with high pitched voices it gets annoying like like Eminem or 
um, even Jay Z, high pitch, higher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I got you. The higher the pitch, make the you say son of a is. bitch. See, look at that. I'm rhyming already. <laughs> but they're excellent rappers, so you know we don't notice it that much. They they do their tricks and mm. stuff like that. So speaking of Eminem, did you hear the new album you released? I didn't. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I've heard the first probably five or six tracks. I haven't got to finish it yet. But from what I've heard, it sounds like standard Eminem stuff. But uh, compared to comparing this album to the surprise one that he did before this one, the Kamikaze one, is along those same lines or whatever. He's just talking a lot of shit and um, kind of going back to like, oh, y'all thought uh, Revival was a shitty album and he's still talking that same shit. <laughs> Dang, he, he, his feelings. he just don't want to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed off, Marshall. <laughs> Goddamn angry Marshall. I was just listening to uh, his first three albums. Joints were so good. Yeah. I think Encore. Couldn't happen today. Yeah, I think what it was uh, the Slim Shady LP, um, the Marshall Matters LP, and then uh, Encore, correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no the, way. Or was it? Curtain? Wait, let me look because I have it open right now. Because uh, Curtain Call came yeah. after Encore. Yeah, that's right. And I don't even think that was like a real album or some shit, was it? I don't, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but I believe it was uh, the Slim Shady album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, The Eminem Show, then Encore. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. The Eminem Show. That's the one I'm thinking about. Because they, they had similar covers with the, with the stage and shit. So that's what f- yeah. freaked me out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't see Curtain Call on here. And then Curtain, uh, yes, he, there was um the, the three you just said. And then there was Encore. And Curtain Call was like a remix of the encore album or some shit like that i don't think it was like a real oh okay or some crap like that i'm just trying to remember off the top of my head and as it's been documented on audio record my memory is not the best yeah what what was on what was that um i think on the um the second album i think the what you don't want to fuck with shady because why Cause shady will fucking kill you. <laughs> that was my shit, man. Bitch, I'm gonna kill you like a murder weapon. I'm gonna conceal you. <laughs> cold, cold. He was cold, man. Like, but but that's the thing with um a lot of rappers, though, man. It's just like it's the it's the natural evolution of the thing. You start yeah. hungry. You ain't got shit. You rap about your struggle, your pain, your family turmoil, and all that stuff second album is still a little bit of that but you got a little more money now third album fuck all that shit I'm rich bitch (laughs) (laughs) and then after you get past that third album it's kind of where like I'm still rich bitch and you know it's just kind of like I I don't relate anymore because I'm not rich bitch (laughs) yeah that I think yeah I think every because Kanye's Kanye's albums well that that's uh, a college little, dropout, yeah, that's late a registration, bit. graduation. That was that progression because graduation was just 
I, I didn't feel that one too much. Mm. Like as a as a kid, I was like, what happened to the, you know, what, what was it? What happened to that? Like, where's the soul samples and the and the backpack and the yeah. <laughs> like? He just got rich on this. Yeah, he like. I don't think I don't really recall there being that middle ground transition to where, like I said, he was hungry, starving, then that gone. Still a little hungry, but I got a little change, and then like I'm rich. It was more like I'm hungry, starving, bitch. I'm paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Late registration was luxurious. Like it was really, but I enjoyed it because yeah. like uh, j- the production with John Bryan, and then that's when he first brought Mike Dean on as an engineer, I believe, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, that. Like, oh, and oh, some trivia, man. This is funny. The bass player at my church, he played the bass on a lot of that era Kanye songs. Like, he played on a lot of Jay songs that Kanye produced and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'd be, you know, I'm super Kanye fan. Oh, so what, what did he say about this? What did, how did he, how did he make this? How did he make that? <laughs> What, 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 Can you play on my songs? <laughs> was he wearing pastels? What's, what's going on? <laughs> Nah, for real. Yeah, like I would, I would annoy him. I know, man, because he had a big impact on your musical career. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. No fronting. But uh, through Can't all, front. but through all his uh, life decisions and everything, where does Kanye West, as of current, sit with you right now? Um, he's still the goat to me, like. I, I don't agree with all that stuff he be saying here and there, but uh I mean I never did I never agreed with everything he said. Mm-hmm. But like more so now like it's kind of a crossroad roads like I don't agree with like m- more stuff that you say, but I listened to the uh Jesus is King album uh Follow God is dope, Water is dope, Closed on Sundays dope. And then I have a few friends that's in that choir. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. It's like one of those things where you kind of separate the art from the artist in a way. Like, yeah. I mean, if you can't do that with Benoit, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's not that bad. It's it's not like he killed somebody, he raped nobody. Like he just be, you know, he just be airing his grievances about how he feel about politics. I mean, like if I seen him tomorrow, I'd still kick it and like go to the Kardashians' house and talk about music. Like, what? Well, why did you make this creative decision mm-hmm. and all that stuff? But to me, he's always gonna be the goat because, like, you know, the kid in Atlanta looking up at the the fucking. T- uh, TV screen in a footlocker like was super inspired. Just left Martin Luther King Jr.'s house, museum, all that stuff. Got to see his church. Was not impressed, but then through the wire comes on mm-hmm. on this cheap TV, and I'm just mind blown and inspired. Like I want to do that. Like so, like there's there's pretty much nothing he could do within the safe safe realms. Mm-hmm. Like meaning like you know no murder, no abuse, no no um scandals and stuff of like 
raping females and stuff. He ain't done none of that. So, like, there's nothing he could say that's going to make that go away for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's still always going to be, like, that's like, um, that's like Kobe and Jordan are, you know, LeBron and Jordan. Like, you know, he's Michael Jordan to me. Like, and I'm copying him, you know, pretty much. Not entirely. But. Not entirely, but I mean that's how I started though. I started copying mm-hmm. Cameron, Kanye, and Fifty Cent, and that, that was <laughs> and a in, that was an interesting era of music, like uh, Cameron, the Dipset shit, uh, Fifty yeah. Cent, uh, whatever Kanye was doing at the time. It was just like I can remember jamming not so much the Dipset music. Like the with the lyrics, but the instrumentals, because all those beats yeah. is crazy to me. <laughs> the damn heat makers. Hell yeah. Like, like Cameron Dipset don't get as much credit as they deserve. Like, they had s- southern drums over these soul samples and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everybody's pretty much cop. Like, Young Thug is copying Cameron. Uh, like the playing with the pink and stuff and young thugs and he took it to another level but like that was that was our young thug back in the day like we was like whoa why you wearing pink and then everybody started wearing pink and stuff like that so yeah like that era like that era had so many dope stars but and the thing is nobody sounded alike at all like everybody had their own signature sound it's just, and then it's a product of the times as well, because we can talk about how the current generation of rappers are just out there with the face tattoos and their style of music and everything, which is kind of similar to each other. But yeah. back then, we had everybody under No Limit Records, <laughs> freaking oh, yeah. everybody under the freaking Cash Money banner, goddamn Little John running around, Petey Pablo. And you know, Pastor Troy, and you know, yeah. it's it's the same. But like, if we put them we all, just, yeah, if you put them all on either side and did like a freaking uh, Civil War, Marvel Comics type battle, or whatever, uh, the, these new guys would get their ass whipped <laughs> physically. But as far as from a business sense and how they market yeah. themselves and everything, if that could be put into a kind of a physical fight. I think the young guys that we have today may edge out the guys that we had yesteryear. Yeah, I mean, because they're they're already like star trained because they, you know, grew up on Instagram being you know getting yeah. the likes and the mm-hmm. and the stuff like that. So they understand the uh, the concept of doing what your audience likes. Yeah, more, you know. They, so they, they're more. Yeah, they were born open. into an era of easy access yeah <laughs> to where you can give a eight-year-old a phone and they can probably be a youtube star in 20 weeks or less yeah i just gotta find the right yeah the, the right little viral video yep so that, what, speaking of viral videos and social media and whatnot what what has been the thing other than what we was just listening to a little while ago? What has been the thing for you that you kind of um, look for when you kind of browse on social media or whatnot? I know for me, I just discovered TikTok not too long ago, so there, oh, yeah. there's like a little stream of uh 
it's like a little niche thing over there to where you know they copy each other memes and whatnot and they have um a feature in there to where you can take the audio from someone's original video and remix yeah. it on your video so it's kind of weird because it'll keep you honest and it also gives credit to the original creator because yeah you, that's dope so like if i make a video with um your freaking uh bless you song or whatnot uh-huh. they, can cl- they can click the bottom of my video to where the audio is playing and it'll take them straight to your bless you song oh that's dope or if um I t- somebody was giving a lecture or whatever and I took that audio from the lecture and put it to my video they hit the um, shit at the bottom and it'll take it to that original lecture video and shit so it's kind of hard to not give the person the credit on TikTok unless you make the video with their audio in your video if that makes sense so instead of going to their original content and copying yeah. theirs to the thing, say I just played in the background while I'm filming the video, then that way it'll just be a part of the video and not a part of TikTok. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. That's pretty cool. I That's pretty cool. I got to get on TikTok. I mean, I have one, but I don't like... Yeah, I don't use it. I just it. use yeah. it to view. <laughs> yeah. Because um, what's the... The guy who does the wrestling videos, he posts on Twitter oh, too. Yeah, X three, X three, yeah, he's hilarious. I be watch, I watch him a lot. Mm-hmm. Former um, former guest of the Random Rumblers with Rob X three. Hey, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Go watch that one. And you know, on a side note, see stuff like that. I feel kind of funny because I I say it jokingly or whatever. Is you know, he got the three R bump. You know, because he was on my show and then not too long after he doing good shit like he doing now. But I feel weird about like um, I had a couple of people on the show. They went on to do great things and whatnot and to reach back to them at the time that they really popping off. So it's just like, all right, I had him on the show when he's still creating. He was creating content. I think he just came off a hiatus. And then like here we are now currently and, you know, verified WWE wrestlers are retweeting and commenting on this stuff and yeah. I feel funny like right now at this moment to like send him a DM and be like hey man you want to come back on the show because I feel like I'm cashing in on his success or some shit nah, nah. see that's the perfect time you want to interview him like and that's the perfect time that he wants to be interviewed because he got something going on like like it, it just makes mo- it just makes the most sense for, for both of you Mm-hmm. Like he got something going on, so he want to talk about what he got going on. That's how I look at it. Cause I just, honest, honestly, I I listen to yours, uh, um, your podcast. I watch the Breakfast Club. I watch Joe Buttons. I watch everybody who does interviews and stuff. And it, like, the pattern is when the guest is on, they have an album coming out, they have a comedy show coming yeah. out, they got a TV show or something like that. So I, I don't know. It just makes the most logical sense to me. Like, you should hit him up. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I got him before they started doing well. And then I was just like, oh, shit, he doing well. So he got to come back. And then I'd be like, well, fuck, man. He just going to think I'm trying to be a groupie or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> But I'm gonna hit him up or whatever because it was a couple of people like that. Um, your boy Josiah Williams, he got signed to yeah. fucking WWE now. Young fucking WWE TV, and he was on my show. Um, what I think a couple of months prior to his uh re- 
revealing on Instagram that he got signed. And I was just like, hey, yeah. man, you want to come on back real quick? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, perfect. And then what uh, Alicia, too, I mean, she was doing well, well before me, but she came on not too long after that. Got um, a brief deal or did some stuff with um, Impact and uh, AEW. And now she signed with MLW to be one of their correspondents. Motherfucker Chris Van Vliet. He, uh, yep. he he was on the show. Now he signed with AEW and doing all kind of cool ass interviews and all kind of shit. Dude did a hundred over a hundred interviews in twelve calendar months of twenty nineteen. That's fucking crazy. God, that is crazy. And he his he said his goal for twenty nineteen was uh, to get fifty. Wow. <laughs> oh well well somebody's an overachiever. Yeah, he well doubled that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's dope. So, you know, I'll reach back to him eventually. You know, I, I they can only tell me no. Just like initially when I before all this stuff happened, when I first initially reached out to these people, all mm-hmm. they can tell me is no. I'm not I'm yeah. none worse to wear. <laughs> Your email game must be crazy too. <laughs> well, it's it's a lot of luck that has to do with it, because I have a format. Yeah, I have a formatted letter. You know, I change a little bit things here. I mean it's to keep me from writing stupid shit over. Cause I, cause like I, I sat there and I crafted this thing as best as I can. I took time, had my wife look over it and I did this thing well to where I could send it to anybody, you know, without even second guessing myself, you know, that's just the initial email. I felt like if I created an original email for every person that I sent an email to, that I would fuck it up and incriminate myself. Like, or I would. Rep- <laughs> I have a tendency to when I write something, I like to freaking repeat the same thing over and over again. Like I'm reiterating it for somebody. So, so yeah. all right, yeah, I want to get you on the show. We're gonna do this, this, and this. And um, if you say it's cool, you'll just be on the show. We're gonna do this, this, and this. I'm just saying the same shit over and over again. So I was just like, fuck, I can't do that. <laughs> no, yeah, it makes sense. But you, I mean, because you, you yeah. had some 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 names on there though like too so it must man <laughs> just timing i guess or whenever it's meant to be is meant to be nah it's it's the, the letter bro it's the email game like all right because in music we have to do press releases and we have mm-hmm. to do pr and stuff and we have to email all these freaking um blogs or uh play people on playlist are um they're they're still technically blogs but these yeah. websites and stuff that you know post you know uh your stuff yeah. and and like the email that letter thing he's talking about like you really have to be on your email yeah. <laughs> email shit to to get like uh hey I like this Cause sometimes they don't even care about the music. I know, like, uh, one time it was this one big platform I hit up, and like me and the guy are cool now, and I like I've been sending him music for three years, and then one day I just crafted this nice little email, and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you have it on this platform? Let me, uh, I'll, yeah, we're gonna put it on here. We're gonna run this and that, and he's like, and been contact them with them ever since, like, yeah, so." It's not you put in work. Also, your brand is dope too, so don't forget that. Nobody's gonna just do anything if it isn't dope. So your brand, the work you put in, the email, 
Like, you, you did you did something. <laughs> it's yeah. not by accident. It's not luck. You put in work. Work. I appreciate that. Let me, let me give you some more claps. <laughs> That's claps for you. <laughs> All right. Enough of that shit. <laughs> but, man, um, I know you briefly talked about it in your first uh, podcast return on the hashtag Blackout Podcast. You had a couple, oh, yeah. You had a couple of things going on personally or whatnot that you kind of explained on there. But if you didn't mind, I would like for you to kind of reiterate some of the stuff that you was going through here because, you know, it's different platform, the other ears. No, yeah, yeah. Like give more details, probably. I don't know. If you I don't like, I mean, whatever I you feel. Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable. With. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 2019 was just trash. Period. Like from the beginning of the year, like I had. Uh, I won't disclose the, the uh, whatever the uh, the affliction was. Is that the right word? I don't know. Sure. But that's what uh, we we'll go. With. I, was, I was pretty much uh sick all of 2019 uh, I spent majority of it in the hospital I spent uh when I did get out I spent a later part of it you know recovering you know going to therapy all that stuff you know and uh, I'm like I feel like I'm just now getting back to who I am you know I'm smiling and stuff like that uh but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. It was, it was like, it's like that moment where, you know, anything could end, like everything could end. Like, cause I, uh, I didn't even know if I was going to do music anymore. I was pretty much quietly done. I didn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, all right, this is it. Cause I had, Cause uh, this time last year, 2019, I had released a a song that was gonna lead into an album, lead lead into another single, and then lead to an album. But then I got whatever that happened, and I had to go away and get help and uh, get myself better. And then so when I got out, I was just all about, you know me and you know getting better and recovery and doing things that's beneficial to my health and i don't i didn't think i was gonna do music anymore i thought i was gonna be like this is it like just live life and then (laughs) then right when you think you're going they pull you right back in (laughs) (laughs) but uh but i got uh, a text message from an artist that I admire, Il Camille, and she's like, yo, uh, yeah, what, what's your information and stuff like this? So we could, uh, do the, uh, put this, uh, song on the album. And also we're having a listening party and like, you know, she's pretty dope. She like, if you look her up, like she's pretty like up there, like, like she's, you know, she's pretty dope. And, uh, so that meant a lot to me. And I went to the listening party. When I came home from the listening party, I was like, all right, so I guess we go and get back on this music thing, right? <laughs> so I guess, was, I guess we go together now. <laughs> <laughs> we we back on it. Uh, it took me a minute. Uh, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't make any music 2019. 
I but I had like like that happened actually earlier in 2018. I had sent her a bunch of tracks, and I didn't think of anything of it. We were in contact, but and you know she put that she had a joint act actually a joint album with uh Damani uh, called Harriet. That joint's dope. You should listen to the whole thing. I'm not gonna tell you which out which song I produced because the whole thing slaps and. I don't want y'all just skimming around. Like, listen to that. That thing is incredible. Like, um, but but yeah, like, so I have all this music still, and I'm still gonna put out music. I just had to go away and uh <laughs> dang, this is the perfect time for that joke and find my smile. <laughs> <laughs> you lost yeah. it. You lost the smile. <laughs> lost the smile. <laughs> But I got it back now. Word. So, I mean, she got you on the project and everything. And, you know, you said that kind of what brought you back. But during the process, during the project or whatever, I mean, that's when you had to feel it. it so what was that like for you? Well, just being away from the music and now you're in the midst of it and crafting and making new content. Yeah, well, no, I didn't make that the 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 stuff that was on the uh that made it on the project was stuff from like 2018, like Okay, some yeah. Got you revamping it a little bit. No, not even revamping. It was done. Like I I produced the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they just released it, you know. Uh so yeah, so going so she had they had the release party and like oh, and actually the funny story uh, like I went in there. It was the first time I came outside, uh, like outside of like you know to to do music stuff or whatever, or go to an event. And uh, you know, friend, you know, I haven't seen any of my friends like that, with the exception of like two of them maybe. And like, as soon as we get in there, uh, my homegirl she pops up, she and she's like looking at me. But I couldn't recognize her because I hadn't seen her in so freaking long. And then she's like, dude, I looked at you. And I'm like, really? You did. You did look at me. I, I just, my facial recognition is off. And she's like, oh, man, how are you? And she <laughs> hugged me. You know, we were talking. And then, you know, she's like, yo, what are, what are you doing here, actually? Like, I'm like, I'm on the project. <laughs> and she's like, yo, what the? So, you know, all that stuff. You know, being there, seeing all the people, seeing how they reacted to the music, seeing all, you know, the people there support and they was all asking for pictures with uh, Il Camille and Damani. They were like, you know, and then I saw another one of my homies, uh, El Prez up there and he was like, yeah, he's dope. You know, you need to work with him more. And it was like, yeah. And like, it, it's just dope because it was like, a, it was a moment. It's like. It's like in in wrestling when you uh when you, like I'd say when won the Intercontinental Champion after, Championship after chasing it for like three years, the, the childhood <laughs> dream every, has been realized. Yeah, and everybody come and you know put you on his shoulders and stuff. But yeah, I mean it it brought me back though. It definitely brought me back. I was like, yeah, I'm like I feel like like I, I'm not very superstitious, but I kind of do have that feeling like. I'm supposed to be doing this and then, you know, listening back to the stuff that I was creating the album. And it sounds like super, super, super good. And I'm like, it's, 
let me just try to put it out or something, <laughs> you know? Because you, you, every time you've been on the show and it, you've been here quite a few times, you are the the most returningest motherfucking guest I ever had. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. Nah, and, and I don't want to. Um, but I tout it every time you're here. Do you know what track I am speaking of? Yes. <laughs> please, please let everyone know what I'm talking about. I'm tired of saying it. <laughs> Digital fucking pyramids. The fucking's not in it. So if you search that, it's, <laughs> it's not digital fucking pyramids, but it's digital it's pyramids. Digital pyramids. Digital pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, hands down, you know, if you put the gun to my head and it's like, which Sergeant Lee song you like? I like Digital Pyramids. I wouldn't even hesitate. So that, yeah. that, that that's near and dear to me. I mean, I didn't even have any involvement in it. I just turned that bitch on one day and I was like, this my shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, like I told you in that text, I have something planned for that. Now, I don't know if it, the plan's going to be foreseen like within this year or maybe yeah. next year, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it, you're going to you're probably gonna flip your shit, and you're probably gonna. You might cry. I might. You might cry. Because uh, I, I, <laughs> I got, I got Terry on Finn the Human too, so I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like that day, like I told you when I was playing it back, I was like, "Yo, what the hell?" I was like, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm waiting on that digital pyramids video. Get Deja and stuff. Like, don't, no worries." Trust me, I got you. Just wait. You have to be patient. Maybe for two years. Maybe. Man, I, I've been, I've been waiting. As long <laughs> as the music is there for me to listen to, I'm good. I can wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, I have a really good idea, like, of what I'm gonna do with that. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm back. I'm back. And I, I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. You know, you said you took a hiatus pretty much for the the whole of last year almost. So, you know, you're back in the lab again. You, you, you're making your rounds and whatnot. Is there anybody that you're looking to pair up with at the moment or future-wise? Uh, no, no. Uh, future, mm, I don't know. Because, uh, like, I think I've worked with – it's aside from my like idols, I think I've worked with everybody that I've wanted to right now. Mm-hmm. Like, because I did like this 2019 was so rough. Like everything's in perspective for me now. Like I have a like different perspective on things, especially when it comes to collaboration or, you know, just doing music in general. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, cause a lot of times we just be collabing just because uh, the person has a little following on stuff and you do things just for that. But now my mindset is like, nah, I'm not like, I have everything that I need right here. Like I'm not going to collab unless I need it. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I know most some weirdo. <laughs> weirdo you're, you're not uh, being weird you're just being very artistic right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> artsy fartsy dude yeah. now, now collaboration outside of music for videos Deja of course I want to work with her again uh, yeah that's about it word 
So, I mean, I've been advocating since uh, I forget what episode it was. I think it was like in the 50s, maybe. It was the episode called Clusterfuck to where I had you and um, a couple of staples in uh, the Cali music scene, which is, you know, to my, in my freaking Cali music scene. <laughs> Um, a name that always pops into my head as far as you know people that I know that I would like to work together is uh, you and Zion oh yeah I forgot about him like we we were gonna do something too we were gonna do it but like I had went away yeah like cause we were talking on Twitter and DMs and stuff no maybe not DMs just Twitter just we were talking I uh, is he still on Twitter, actually? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, d- dude, <laughs> he's been all over the freaking Far East and everywhere doing music with in different countries and other languages and shit. And um, he yeah. came back home and he was like, man, we need to do a podcast and shit. And he tried to get me on um a couple of guests because he did a track with like E-40 and a whole bunch of different artists from you know, all over for a remix of yeah. a song called I Got It. And um, he wanted to try to get all the people that was on the remix on the show. And I was like, man, that's a lot of motherfuckers. And then you're talking about in their native country and that's different time zones and shit. I had to get up at like three in the morning to talk to somebody. And I was <laughs> like, nah, man, we can't make this work, but I can talk to you. And then we owed. So he ca- I called him. He's like, "Oh man, I missed it, man. I t- I was asleep." <laughs> and, I, and, and then he called me back one day. He's like, "Man, what happened?" He's like, "Man, I was asleep." <laughs> yeah, that dude's definitely international. Like with it, like because I remember watching a video of him. Like in, I think it was Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn, he's dope as fuck. And he was like, uh, collaborating with artists from there. Yeah, that dude is all over the freaking place. And I was just like, with what you got. And what he got, and I think that would mix well together. You know, he brings a little something different than what you have, and you bring something different from what he has. And yeah, I just like bloop, 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 put that together and pie out. Something happens. That would be something different, like man. <laughs> and then and what to me, honestly, is just like that would I would probably get something from him that we I wouldn't normally hear for him to work with you and vice versa. Yeah, like, dang, like, cause he produces too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I would, I would like let him guide the ship, cause it, I, like, I feel like he knows a little more than me. Like, I mean, I'm sleeping on myself. I know, I know, I know stuff, but mm-hmm. he, he's just international with it, so he would know, like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I mean, I got his phone number, phone number. You ain't got a DM or a tweet him. I mean, I can make that happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Now, I ain't going to rush you and everything. I know you got a process and whatnot, and I respect that. But whenever you're ready, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah, there's like a Erica Badu, and she's like, you ain't going to be uh, d- talking about my shit, my craft, my art. <laughs> I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a classic right there. Yeah, I, I believe your boy uh, kind of took a little bit of that on um he's with wolves album oh yeah <laughs> word so, oh yeah uh barry's it mm-hmm. yeah oh man he psh, 
he's out of here too. What, what you mean? Like he's he's like in Paris and word stuff doing his art. Like he he's out of here. Shit, that's what's up. Kid's amazing. Like he's like like I really like he's younger than me, but I really like like. I'm taking all like advice from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because like I remember before everything happened, like he would be, you know, over my house, like uh, not just a couple of times, but uh, like he was trying to uh, show me stuff to sample and all everything he was playing me. I'm like, what? Yo, and then he's showing me stuff he's doing with his homie in Chicago, which is like some deep house uh, drum and bass type stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is hard. And he's showing me like how to how to play the drums a little different. He's like, nah, you should you should swing shit like that. He doesn't really, you know, uh, he's not a producer producer, but he's an artist and he knows how to do everything. He's a yeah. dope photographer. Uh, like he'll style you. He he'll direct the video. I gotta do a video with him too. He'll, um, like, he just put out a video with somebody. I forgot he directed that's blowing up right now. Yeah, he's cold, bro. Word. And who, what's his name again? Barrington. Barrington. Barrington Darius. He almost made me sound like, like it's a, a teddy bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. like, like Paddington. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrington. Word. I'm going to have to check him out. If you recommended him, I had to check him out. Nah, yeah, I, I look like that's why, I, like, I feel like I'm satisfied with collaboration because I've collaborated with all these dope people. With him, uh, you know, he he's the one who um who did the art direction for the cover art for He Eats with Wolves. Like he did, he put that whole photo shoot together. Uh, and uh, my homegirl B Stewart shot the pictures like. Like he, like all my life, all my life I've been like around like crazy, dope, genius level people. That that's one reason why I don't feel like I'm that dope, <laughs> and and that's why I could understand why other people, uh, you know, think that I'm dope is because you know the influence from the people that like real for real for real genius level talent like you know they rubbed off on me (laughs) and and that's what anybody will tell you anyway is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you are better than you because it forces you to be better as well yeah it definitely definitely does because you don't want to be around no goddamn dummies then you're gonna be a dummy too (laughs) no yeah like i'm on his instagram right now he's on the his music videos on the fader like like this is casual, like for him, like he he's that dope. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, but whatever I was saying about <laughs> collaboration, that I'm satisfied because everybody around me is dope. You're dope, Todd's dope. Uh, you know, everybody that I've done something creative with, it's like they're all like either at that place of greatness or going to that uh, place of greatness within that trajectory and stuff like that. I've already done great stuff. Like 
I can tell you stories about when I was a kid and being in the studio with my dad and who came in the studio. You would probably you probably wouldn't believe me. <laughs> well, I don't think you have a reason to lie to me, so I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you probably because it just be names after names or like at my church, like who's you know leading praise and worship service or who's like like doing. This, we have this thing called AY and it's pretty much concerts and stuff and who's singing in those concerts you'd be like what the f-? <laughs> like like my god brother David he's he's uh, take six's road manager and engineer like like just casually and comes you know home to visit his pops while we over there and he's like I'm like yo listen to my stuff and he's telling me, oh, you shouldn't curse that much because that's definitely not going to work on the radio. Like, <laughs> this is casual. This is... <laughs> My life is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help it, so that's why I do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, motherfucker shit, ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> casual. This is so casual. <laughs> You know, and then it's just like I leave this behind as you know something for my kids to reference, and they can be like, "God damn, dude, we cuss so goddamn much." <laughs> <laughs> like when they hit their thirties, and it—I mean, it's not you know I'm not gonna lie. It's just like it's not too much far from what they hear regularly. Anyway, it's just damn, I couldn't even get that regularly. <laughs> Regular, like those are on the killing. on the norm. You know, so isn't it like I'm sitting around the house just cussing at motherfuckers, but you know, fuck around and do something you ain't supposed to be doing. And be like, hey, goddamn it, what is this bullshit going on in here? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yep, but you know, honesty is the best policy in this house, and I keep it real with my kids. My boy told yeah. me he was like, uh, he wanted to play video games and stream professionally. I was like but you fucking suck. <laughs> like straight up like that, like word per word. I was like, but you fucking suck. I mean, I hate yeah. to be the one to tell you and I'm always keeping real with you, son, but you, you ain't got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told him, well, listen, you, if you practice a little more. Nah. No, nah. Well, I, I, I did that backhandedly though. I mean, I, I didn't go the, 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 um, I guess the more, um, diplomatic way this diplomatic is the word we're going to use for today I was like I told him what he was doing wrong and why he why he fucking sucked but I didn't tell him if he worked hard at it he would get better I just told him why he sucked so if he knows why he sucked he can like not do that to suck <laughs> change the behavior right away yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's a unique way to look at it I dig it I was, like, you, I was like, you suck, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> and then he always, I always got to put the cap on it. It's like, son, I love you. That's why I tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you like anybody else will. I'm not going to sit there and be your hype man and tell you all oh, that shit's dope when it's not. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to do what you like. I mean, I'm not going to like everything you do. I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't like a lot of shit I do, but, you know, you got to do what you do for you. You know, but if you feel like what you're doing is great, keep at it. But from my perspective, you fucking suck. <laughs> That's some good, like, uh, what is that? Tough love, father advice. 
Yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like nobody else is going to tell him that. They'd be like, you know, they'd be like, um, well, yeah, I guess that's cool. I would have bet you lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Teacher, the, the positive reinforcements go too far sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I'm jaded by the military having to just talk to directly for 16 years consecutively. I just don't, I just, this is how I am now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes you're, I, I, you're like, multiple generation too, right? Yeah, but, but that was the thing though. It's just like I didn't get a lot of the um, discipline from my pops because he was like super laid back, like super super laid back. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like it's my brothers and my mom and all my other siblings. That's the ones that gave me the blues. <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> Cause it's like, cause I told you, my parents are super fucking old. As of now, my dad's eighty eight and my mom's seventy seven. I mean seventy eight. So damn, back then they was like in their forties and fifties when I was a younger kid and shit. So they'd have been tuckered out by all the other siblings that came before me. So I got away with a lot of shit. But my siblings would not let that shit slide. It's like hell nah, we got this, this, and this, and got our ass beaten. We never got away with no shit like this. So you ain't about to either. <laughs> Word. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. It's usually like that. So you're the youngest, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The youngest always gets away. <laughs> Everything. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back around when you have children. Because <laughs> I am going through the blues with the older two right now. <laughs> oh, what they doing? Uh, well, you ain't got to tell me on there. Yeah. It's just a whole, a whole bunch of, you know, I can see where it comes from because I can remember myself at that age, but it's me times two, maybe even three. <laughs> oh, day. So, like, I did this one thing. You know, I got in trouble for it. I rebounded. You know, we all good from there. They, like, all right, they got in trouble, but they got in trouble. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't know if we're going to rebound so quick after this one. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So, Dang. Yeah, but who like when? All right, when when that happens, because I'm just I'm just trying to learn, you know, stuff for like when I have kids. Like when that type of stuff happens, like who who takes it like uh, the hardest? I guess you are are the wife. I'm hard, so I I'm in the moment when it happens, but afterwards I feel it. You know, they don't, they don't, they won't never see it. But like afterwards, when I, you know, I sit with it for a while, that's when it starts getting to me. But in that moment, oh Lord, this fucking bombs is going off in this bitch, because I'm all over the goddamn place. And there's been many times, because I've got way better than what I used to be, because I've been separated from the Marine Corps and, you know, I've been away from that lifestyle for a long ass time. And even when I got toward the latter end of it or whatever, I kind of chilled out as well. But earlier on, shit, there was points in time to when my old lady was in the room with me. She's like, you need to calm down. Or just like, yeah. you shouldn't say that. Or she's like, just go take a walk. Because <laughs> I'll, whoo, outside of my neck, boy, just saying some crazy shit. But um, my old lady, she, um, she take it personally. 
Mm. Like, I'll take it in the moment and be like, fuck. You know, and after a while, I sit with it, I try to analyze it, you know, see maybe where that point of view was, depending on the situation. But my old lady take it personally because she fucking go out of her way to make sure they have what they have and, you know, teach them right from wrong and all kind of stuff. And she feel like it's a fucking slap in the face to, you know, go against the teachings that we, you know, bestowed upon them. You know, yeah, yeah. she take it real personal and, you know, she get down about that shit and it's hard because that shit pisses me off <laughs> so now yeah. you done already got it from her now she upset and now I'm upset at you cause you upset her and it's just like a vicious cycle <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang like, it's like dang you done made your mom mad now, dang I'm bad. <laughs> oh, that's interesting yeah but I mean, everybody not us. So I mean, it, yeah. might, it might hit you different because I mean, you've talked many a times about your upbringing and your childhood here on this show, the Random Rounds with Rob, which you can find on randomrob.com. And, hey, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, if you ever been in any situations, you know, to whenever you have kids or whatnot, I feel like you handle the hell of a lot way more differently than you know I ever would. You might have different perspectives on how you approach certain problems and whatnot, which I may not have those skills that you possess. <laughs> I'd say it's just a different approach, I guess. Probably, I don't know. I don't know how I would like. That's that's what I'm asking because I'm like, dang, how how would I react in a situation where uh, one of the kids like pop off like crazy, do something wild? Well, like, for me, it's like NCIS in this bitch. So yeah. I hear what happened and then I'm sitting there like, okay, give me the details. So I go to just for, you know, as an example, something happened at school, they get in a fight or something. So I'm trying to figure out who initiated the fight, who threw the first punch. Cause if she threw the first punch, my kid, then they in the wrong. But if, yeah. you know, they were defending themselves, you know, that's totally justified. So, I mean, because you shouldn't be going around to start the fight. I mean, I don't care what the situation is. If somebody say, your mama's a hoe, that's not justifiable for a fight. I don't care if your mama dead right. or whatever the case may be because ultimately you getting into a fight at school could lead to a whole bunch of other things that could affect you academically or maybe even get you kicked out of school. So that's my number one concern. That's my number one priority. But if somebody hits you, you know, first, you know, you retaliate in self-defense. So I'm trying to analyze these things, figure out, you know, who swung first and for why and for what. And then, you know, how they got in this situation, because I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to do some yelling. And then after that is a little bit of preaching, because I'm like, you need to cut that shit out. You need to just <laughs> walk away, you know, turn the other cheek, you know. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. And then, you know, consequences for the actions. So I was like, you know, you're doing this. And then um, it could lead to this and this could lead to this. And, you know, you'll be in this situation here and you don't want to be in that situation here because of this, this and this and so on and so forth. So I really try to daggone get all the information and daggone. I'm not trying to play sides or whatever, but if the child is wrong, the child is wrong. If the child is justified, then I try to back the child up as best as I can. But right. For me, in a couple of situations, my child was just all out wrong. <laughs> so there was, yeah. there was no defending. Uh, okay. Yeah, because, like, 
in my other work, <laughs> like uh, that I love doing a lot. By the way, I work with uh, kids mm-hmm. and stuff. So like, there there's disciplinary situations sometimes, but it, it's always more of you know, because you're you're not the parent. You're yeah. you're just uh, a guardian for at that moment, that time period that they're there. So like, you know, kids do something crazy, and then like, you gotta figure out. I mean, other people they're kind of wild with it. They be they be doing wild stuff. Yeah. But uh, like in my situations, like you know, going by the book, so to speak, like you gotta try to figure out why the behavior is there. Like why are they acting out in that way? Like what happened to get them in the mood to, yeah. You know, so like a lot of times when I'm doing my thing, I'm. I'm just talking to them. How does it make you feel? How does it kind of coddle in them in a way? Yeah. And then like by the end of our conversation, they didn't cry and, and then laughed and stuff back and stuff like that. And like, it's cool. And then like, we figure out what to do next from there. So it's, it's like, I don't know. Cause when you're a parent, you one for one, you're more invested because you, they're yours yeah. and then you care more. So like, I don't know how that, uh that type of uh it's not even discipline it's really just uh problem solving i guess like that probably won't fly much because then like i know kids will try to like see that as a weakness maybe i don't know Uh, and then this is another thing with them as well that we constantly preach to them i was like you are a representation of me when you out there so you're fucking up and acting wild and shit they gonna look at us like what oh, the fuck are we doing in our house, you know? And uh, number one thing is just damn keep people out of our business. Whatever we do in this house is what we do in this house. I mean, we ain't doing nothing crazy, but I mean, our business is our business. It doesn't fucking matter what's going on out here. You know, they're not paying our bills and all this other shit. I mean, leave them out of our situations, you know? So we get on them about that. It's like, if you acting up, and being a bad apple and shit, you know, we the tree that you fell from. <laughs> so, I mean, now they're looking at us. <laughs> so is, question, like, because I, I view, I'm weird, I be viewing bad behavior as inevitable. Like, do you yeah. view it that way? Do you think it's, like, for sure going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen, you know. Oh, okay. It's going to happen. I mean, it, it may not, as long as it doesn't reek reach epic proportions you know <laughs> it's gonna happen because yeah. like right now i mean i gotta the older two you know they damn near out, foot, out, foot out the door my, my oldest is 19 now my wow. daggone the boy is 17 and he'll be a senior next year you know so wow. I'm, I'm left with the nine-year-old and the nine-year-old is cool as fuck but she's gonna eventually cross that threshold in the womanhood or whatever you know then i'm at to start dealing with you know little mini adult woman now so mood swings and you know just all the angst of being a, a teenager and a preteen and all those other shits that i'm gonna have to start dealing with like i did with the other two so i'm not looking forward to that because <laughs> she'll come in there she'll come in here every 10 20 minutes and be like i'm just here to check on you love you bye oh, that's so sweet and then, see that's why i want daughters yeah. Yeah, but like <laughs> the oldest one was like that for a while too. And then the change. And it's like now nah, I don't even see the motherfucker. Motherfucker be in the room somewhere. I'm like, Hello, how are you? 
all right, fine. Just stuck in their devices or whatever the hell have you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, so there's going to be a change eventually. It's just like, <laughs> it's going to be, I feel like it'll be more different for the nine-year-old because like with her, she grew up with the other two in the house. And the other two won't be in the house for too much longer because they were born so close together, the older two, you know? Yeah. So they've been together, the older two been together all their life. And then, you know, they graduate and they move on or whatever. They might even still be in some proximity to each other, even if they leave this house. But she won't have that because there's nobody else in proximity to her. There's no younger kid. There's no one in the, you know, right ahead of her. So when the older two are gone, it's just going to be us and her. So now it's just like I got another little riding buddy with me all the time. (laughs) So I'm going to have to take the place of the like the camaraderie she has with her brother right now because those two are inseparable because they at the hip all the time. You know, so when he's gone, I'm going to have to fill in that role. You know, and then, you know, mom is going to be had to kind of partially the big sister and everything. So that's what our situation to be until 2028 when she graduates. <laughs> wow. Seems like you got it all mapped out. Too. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is, this, I've, I've been counting down since the first one was born. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man, so is it like fatherhood is fun, though? It's fun. I know there's like. It's fun until there's a, yeah. It's it's fun until it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's fun until it's a problem. Yeah, because I mean, you love your kids and you hate discipline them. I hate doing that shit. But if you don't, they're gonna think that's the norm and it's cool to do shit like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. So like, um, the boy, he freaking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I. They, I don't ever call them their names. The old, the oldest one is the tall one. <laughs> The boy is the boy, and the baby is the baby. <laughs> That's funny. So now um, the boy, when he get in trouble, had to give him the lecture, ask him if he knew what he was wrong. Well, this is how I go with him. So, all right, you know you weren't supposed to do that, right? Yeah. But you did it anyway, right? Yeah. So you see what's wrong in the situation, right? <laughs> So I mean, yeah. you knew it was wrong, but you did it anyway. You you see you see what's going on here? This is this is the issue we have. So now I'm going through like, hey, if you having trouble within the four walls of these house with us, you know, failing to do small menial task, you gonna have a hard problem once you leave this house, because those people out there outside of these four walls, they're not going to coddle you and counsel you and tell you what you're doing wrong and how you can improve and so on and so forth. They don't give a fuck about you. They just want you to do whatever it is you're doing for them, then be out of their sight. And if you can't do what they pay you to do or whatever it is they have you to do, they're going to either fuck you over or just cast you aside and you just (laughs) be out there by yourself. You know? And then it's like, I can only do so much for you. I'm only going to be here for a limited time, you know? So I'll help you as much as I can, but I can't do it for you. So these are the things that we have to speak about. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be texting you a lot because, like, I really want, I want to bring, you know, some young ones in the world 
Like, well, I can't but, help you with that. I can, <laughs> not got, like that. You got to do all the leg, like when they get the leg work. Where I have to <laughs> talk to them about certain things yeah. and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I don't know what my father's style is going to be like. Because mm-hmm. I, I had a weird upbringing, you know, myself. So, like, there's certain things that I know I'm not doing. And there's certain things that I kind of feel I need to do. Yeah. That I kind of i'm kind of in conflict with and then there's things that i want to do like because i've been i've been taught by the europeans about (laughs) (laughs) probably bringing up a child and talking to them like i got the talk part down it's just the other stuff like the other stuff you know like like, when when the kids were young they got spankings yeah so now they're old enough to where like I can't be spanking on them no more. They're too old for that shit. So I take the thing that they love away. So whether that be a cell phone or a video game or, you know, whatever have you, those are the things I target. So if they got a favorite activity or something, you know, unless it affects them academically, that shit is gone, you know? So, I mean, that's how I attack those problems with the older kids. You know, the small ones, I mean, you know, a little pop on the hand, pop on the buttock, you know, that'll fix those things and whatnot. But you got to stay consistent. That's the key, consistency. Because if you dag on, you, you you freaking get on them about, you know, a thing one time and they do it again and you don't get on them the second time, you know, that's, right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. And then you got to say everything. You have to say it because if you don't say it, they're going to think it's okay. The example is, all right, if you bring home a freaking five-pound bag of cookies, I know this is an extreme example, and you just leave them on the kitchen table, it is up to to you to tell that child that, hey, don't eat this bag of cookies on this table unless you ask permission. Because if you just leave it there and, you know, kids and sweets, they're going to go in and they're going to start eating all the goddamn cookies because you didn't say it wasn't okay for them to eat the cookies. <laughs> so you got to be clear, like, hey, you see these cookies? You can't have a, none of these cookies until, you know, A, B, and C is done. After A, B, and C is, A, B, C, and D is done, you ask permission for you to have a cookie. But you have to be clear and precise with your words <laughs> because they, they pull yeah. the old Dave Chappelle just like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> F your couch. <laughs> Why did I just see? I just saw a little kid just on the couch doing the the uh whatchamacallit thing that the uh what's his name? Uh, the Rick James. <laughs> the Rick James. F your couch. F your couch. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you just gotta tell you gotta let them know that they can't do that. Because like the boy, um, love video games so that's what i attack right. that's what i attack when you know there's an issue so one day i caught him trying to bring one of his video games to school like the handheld joints yeah but i never told him he couldn't do that i just thought it was implied you know no but you got that's why you gotta tell yeah so that's why you um, gotta be like hey you see this you don't take this shit to school so now you know so if you if that's something that you lay down, is that your rule? 
if they do it after the fact, that's when you lay into them because they knew that they wasn't supposed to do that and they did it anyway. Right. These are some interesting conversations about fatherhood. I'm loving this. This is, this is some good stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of gems being thrown yes. down here bling, bling, bling. Your list, to your listeners. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's crazy. Life is crazy. It's just like I feel here at this present moment with the older two at least. You know, the young ones still got a long way to go. It's, I should be coasting right now. <laughs> I should be. I should be. It's just like, I mean, they 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 know about hygiene or whatever. And you know, they can take they can they self sustain it. They can run themselves and whatnot. I can if if it was just the older two here, I don't have a problem of going out to Walmart like I normally do and coming back to the house being burnt down. I don't have to worry about those <laughs> issues. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like I should be coasting right now, but there's still a little freaking uh some damage to the road here ahead and whatnot so i can't completely put it on cruise control and kick back i ain't riding in the tesla yet so huh. little work still need to be done okay do you, all right question do you feel like this generation of kids like say from your your uh oldest age all the way to your youngest age or even younger uh like do you feel like they're different from your generation, even my generation. Like, yeah. do you feel like there's some, de- they developed different, like they have something else going on. Yes. That's blocking them from getting it, yeah. like getting it. Yeah. It, it, it's all different or whatnot. You was talking about um how you want to raise your kids and whatnot. So for me, I was an outside kid. I was a kid that went right. outside to play. And, um, you know, as I got older, I got more repulsed with the outside because I was in it so <laughs> goddamn much. So when my kids came along, I didn't have a problem with them not going outside because I didn't want to fucking go outside because if they went outside, I had to go outside. Right. So, so I mean, that that's kind of an issue with my kids. They're more inside kids because I let them be inside kids to where, you know, when I was a child, it was, you know, go outside and play. And plus, technology then is not nowhere near what we have today. So I had all the reasons that I wanted to go outside because, you know, my friends were out there. There's sports and activities to do out there, you know, not so much to do in here. Because if I'm in the house, I'm watching three channels, four channels, five channels. Cable wasn't as popping as it is now. You know, didn't really have so much internet. And what was cool about, I think, our timeline was we didn't have shit. And then we got to watch the birth and the development of shit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we got to grow with the technology rather than have something that's already, you know, polished and pristine and whatnot and try to learn it from scratch. We got to see it from scratch and, you know, learn as we go. So... Now with these kids here, they pop up and automatically a tablet pop out with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they got a phone, they got a data plan, they yeah, got. Yeah. I know, uh, I know five and six year olds that have fucking cell phones. And oh yeah, it blows my goddamn mind. I said, what the five and six year old gonna do with a goddamn cell phone? I mean, the game aspect, you got that stuff, but you can get a tablet or something else for that. They don't need a fucking phone with a goddamn data plan. <laughs> 
Yeah, I see. I've seen those five year olds and stuff with the tablets. I haven't seen one with the phone yet. I, the youngest I've seen with a phone is like, mm, let me see, probably like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that like? That's almost middle school age. So yeah. that's probably what, 10, 11, maybe? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because like, I know for me, well, I had my reason. I wasn't. I did play outside a little, but I was inside most of the times because I was sick as a kid all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I kind of have. I think that's where my little weirdness comes from, like, of not being outside and, uh, like, especially uh, after nine years old, you know, not uh, socializing with kids who outside of you know because the school i went to was ran by the church you know so like all those kids thought like me you know yeah it's in that bubble so like so i still have that little weird thing about me that it's like oh they don't think like me like i I feel weird (laughs) like (laughs) like when i go in events i kind of stand in the corner and then somebody i know has to come and pull me out and introduce me to everybody oh this is johnny he does this this and that and then i start talking but before that i'm like oh my god what is this oh like freaking out like low-key having panic attacks yeah and it's weird that you say that because i was in reverse for a little while because i was i was a wild child you know, I, I went, I just the kid climbing and jumping and flipping all over everything. So, you know, I wasn't performing in school. So my mother and father put me in a Catholic school. So, you know, smaller classrooms, you know, more focused attention and everything. Cause they thought I would do better academically. So I, I'm the wild child coming into this, you know, like-minded, controlled environment, and that shit was yeah. fucking crazy. Because I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, ah, sugar and shit, and all the other kids <laughs> are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> that child has the devil in them. They'll be quick to do that one, you know. And then, no, I mean, those, those, those settings, like, uh, I know it's good intentions, but those settings are like terrible for kids, like, because. Mm-hmm. You kind of, by default, get indoctrinated. Yeah. Anyways, like as a kid, like the more you're around something, the more you know. It's kind of like mind control in a way. Like, mm-hmm. and I know they have good intentions of why they built those places and stuff like that. Especially mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, like me growing up, my my mom wanted to send me there to you know keep me out of the the gang activity you know keep me away from that yeah. so like it's all done in good intention but mm-hmm. the some of the side effects just <laughs> yeah and then uh, you know it's just um I agree with some of those things and I disagree with some of those things because like I see the good in some of it to where like uh, kids wearing uniforms I, you know I had yeah my kids were at certain schools to where they were mandated to wear uniforms and I thought that was cool because financially speaking. You know, I didn't have yeah. to buy all kind of crazy clothes. I just buy, you know, a couple of uniforms or whatever. They don't even have to wear the same one twice if they didn't want to every week. But still, it was cheaper to buy a set of uniforms than it was to buy all kind of different crazy clothes and shoes. So in that regard, as a parent, you know, I thought that was cool. And But, you know, 
as far as kids, you know, that kind of stifles their style and their creativity and whatnot to be able to dress the way you want and kind of, you know, put outfits together and whatnot, depending on your taste and style. Oh yeah, that but, that definitely that definitely stifles style. Like I'll be like I'll be into this day I'll be in the mirror like yo man like I don't know if I'm pulling this fit off because you know the it doesn't have the matching coordinated color thing going on. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing with that as well is just um a positive I guess in a way it cuts down on the kids ragging on other kids because of what they wear. Right, right. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Cause we still ragged on each other. I mean, I mean, we kind of we kind of did the shoe thing. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the only that's the only place <laughs> that you got to attack when you know in that situation or whatnot. But still, I mean, motherfucker, you wearing the same brown pants I'm wearing. I mean, what you gonna say about that? <laughs> what you gonna say? What you gonna say? Oh, it ain't Ralph. It ain't Ralph. My polo ain't Ralph. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> You got the um the two dudes and the two on um the two dudes and the two horses instead of the one polo horse. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that takes, you know, that kind of takes that stuff away and whatnot. So I mean, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is and what. And like another positive for me, all my friend, well, my close friends, like I say, like there's friends that I met later on in life, but my closest friends, like Todd. Like, uh, my other boy, uh, photo life. I don't know if, yeah, you yeah, follow yeah. Uh, like we all grew up together. Like we, we, we had that lifelong bond, like the friendship. Cause we went, we grew up and went through all the same similar things, you know, even though we had, you know, a few, uh, different variations, but like that bond is kind of hard to break. Like all my high school friends, like we still connected, like, mm-hmm. uh, even uh i don't we didn't plan a 10th year uh 10 year uh graduation thing but uh <laughs> but we yeah we still all connected yeah so it's just, it's just that weird not weird but it's just that thing you know we have a lot in common so yeah yeah it's it's weird 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 stuff cuz um <laughs> well i was going to say um when I was a kid, I, I was kind of. Th- this is where I, I I took my stance and everything. Like I told you about the outside thing, you know, you know. Yeah. But it's just like for me, I was kind of pushed into sports, and I did, oh. and I didn't like that because I didn't really want to play sports. I had fun doing it, but like I was made to do it. And then, like when it comes to my kids, I don't push them toward anything, but if they show an interest in anything, you know, I'm there a hundred percent, you know, I'm at games, I'm trying to do the, you know, meetings or whatever, but they have to show the interest. I, I'm not the one pushing them toward it, you know? So I kind of feel like in hindsight that I should have pushed a little more because it was more like, I want to play soccer. I was like, okay, well, all you have to do is find out when they're doing practice, when they're doing signups or whatever. And we'll get you hooked up. As soon as you let me know, we'll get started. I never hear back. <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't know. I feel like in those situations, I should have been like, all right, well, let me grab you by the hand and take you here and get you started. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that. I can see that. Because now what I'm seeing years later is just like, there's no freaking 
like urgency toward nothing. There's no like freaking um they're not being proactive because you know they don't have that push that drive you know kind of because I never really pushed them toward nothing so if I felt like if I would have pushed them then you know when they showed just the slightest of interest instead of kind of putting the ball in their court to let them make the decision might have a different outcome later on down the road huh. so I mean those are small things and those are little jewels that you have to you know, <laughs> think about <laughs> Yeah, that definitely uh, opened my opened my mind. Because so, yeah, I guess like because I mean it's, it's a thing it's a thing for them to say they want to do something, and they try it, and then they don't like it. At least they tried it. But if they right. say they want to, they interested in something, then they don't do shit at all. I mean, that was just like a moot cause. I mean, it's, why would you even say nothing if you weren't gonna do shit, right? Right. <laughs> So, I mean, my kid, the oldest played basketball and ran track and all kind of things like that. And, you know, I was there every step of the way, every track meet and everything I could make it to. I was there, you know, make sure she had what she needed and whatnot. And, you know, that was her. The boy, he say things, but he don't follow through. And then I never, you know, double checked and pushed or whatnot. And he still kind of a little lazy bum but <laughs> you know yeah yeah I was I was kind of like that cause like I, t- I told my dad I wanted to play basketball and like he became the assistant coach for the team and stuff and like <laughs> I wouldn't go that like, far he, he he is a step above me <laughs> <laughs> no nah, but it, it was dope it was dope though like uh, cause I, like we would do the workouts and all that stuff practice and like, but then senior year, I just was like, I don't know, I don't. Not senior year, us uh, freshman year. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to do because I was playing in eighth grade. I enjoyed, I loved it a lot. I don't know why I didn't join, and I don't know why I was being too cool for school. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> freshman year, I knew I wanted to play, but yeah, and that, I just and, didn't. and that's gonna be another thing with your kids too. They, it goes back to the point I was making before. They don't know unless you show them. So, like, when the kid was playing basketball, the oldest one, um, I played basketball in school. You know, I, I love basketball. I, even, you know, after, you know, I didn't pursue it. You know, I kind of felt like I should have. But, you know, it just wasn't my thing. I just, I love to just go to the park and play basketball. You know, that's what I enjoyed. I didn't really like going to practice and being on the team and traveling. All. I just wanted to play basketball. And I'm, I'm decent. I won't say I won't toot the horn too much, you know. But um, <laughs> but um, when the kid was playing, I'm trying to give her tips and tricks, things that I've learned from coaches when I played, and you know, stuff that I think would help her out. But she wasn't hearing that because she never seen nothing like that out of me. She only knew me to be the military man. So I had to take her ass out to the court one day, and you know, we played some doubles with you know, strangers and shit, you know, just some pickup games. And she seen me play and she's like, Oh shit. Maybe he know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, you know. Pops got to take you to the court. Oh man. The pickup games, man. Ah, I missed that. I really, I really should have kept playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm finding that I miss it too. I need to find me a court somewhere around here. Cause this, you know, if I put a hoop in this yard, it ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's 
you got to say what your intentions are and you got to show them sometimes what to do because they're not going to know what to do unless you show them. <laughs> if you get, if you just drop your kid in the kitchen, be like, clean this motherfucker up. They ain't going to know what the fuck to do. They're just going to be pushing shit around, you know? So you got to go in there with them the very first time and show them how to clean the kitchen. So they know this is the standard. and This is what you want when you say, go clean the kitchen. Wow. I don't know why that is so deep to me. <laughs> like that's just the most deepest thing ever. You have to go in the kitchen with them to show them how to clean the kitchen. Yeah, so they know what the standard is. <laughs> that is that is a dope analogy. That that kind of like that's the analogy for parent period. Yep. They don't know what Or am I just tweaking? Yeah, they, 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 they don't know what you don't tell them <laughs> or something like that I don't know but uh, no, spe- speaking of uh, being a responsible parent I have to go to bed and wake up early in the morning to make sure young kids get to school so hey, so this is where Father Flex so this is where we're going to put the pin in it Mr. John Lee it was fun yeah I mean, I, anytime you come on, I appreciate the time that we spend together, my man. So, uh, sure. in normal fashion, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Sir John Lee on Instagram, Twitter. You can, uh, search Sir John Lee. I'm on Facebook. Go on YouTube, type in Sir John Lee. You'll see all my little videos, not little, my my videos and songs. You go on Spotify, type in Sir John Lee. You're going to see Sir John Lee right there. Apple Music, Sir John Lee. Same thing. Title, uh, Audio Mac. Go support me on Audio Mac, Sir John Lee. Uh, what other streaming services are there? Amazon has one. Mm-hmm. Wherever music is streamed. I'm not on Pandora just yet. We're going to fix that, though. Yeah. But uh, the Random Rambles of Rob is on Pandora. Hey, flex, <laughs> flex. And remember, people, is Sir John Lee without the H. So it's oh, yeah. Sir J-O-N Lee, L-E-E, like, well, y'all. Just like, just like Dr. Manhattan, it's John without the H. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that should be a, a title to one of your future tracks, Dr. Manhattan. Man, I'll be having some like I like I could tell you some titles right now, but you gotta get to bed. I gotta get to bed. I gotta work. <laughs> yeah, but you had the two hour advantage. You you two hours in the past. I'm two oh, hours in man. the future. <laughs> what, what time is it? Twelve? No, it's, a, it's eleven. It's eleven. Eleven. Okay. But I'd still be up right now if I wasn't podcasting anyway. So I mean, I'm not blaming it totally on you. <laughs> That's my fault for being long-winded and all. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's what the show is for. This is your outlet to get the things off your brain and off your chest and whatnot. That's this is this is a safe space, Sir John Lee. Hey, I love those words. Safe spaces. All right, guess what? What's up? Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> I'm cashing in. You gonna cut a promo before you leave? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut a promo. Uh, what what is it about? All right, you gonna cut? Yeah, let me. I'm gonna get my timer up too, cause I'm gonna time you. I won't. Hey, I'm 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 gonna let you off easy. I'll give you a thirty second promo. 
30 seconds. 30 30 second promo. I want a 30-second promo on creativity. Let me know when you're ready so I can start the clock. I'm ready. Start. Listen, creativity is very simple. Anything you do is creative. The way you walk, the pattern, the sequence in which you walk, that's being creative. The way you talk, the way you... uh, the way you think, the way you blink your eyes, it's all creativity. You're using your brain to make something happen. It's So don't limit yourself. Be creative. Create every day, every hour, every time. Time is up. <laughs> Sir John Lee, I appreciate you being here. I'm glad you're back. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're back to doing what you love and you got your your pistons and cylinders all firing and sequence and whatnot. And as it is always for every single guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, the door is open for you to always come back to shoot the shit or promote your next big thing or whatever have you. Oh, yeah. The new single's coming out in a few months. We're going to say spring. I don't want to, like they say, don't give the date. To mm-hmm. jinx yourself, but it's it's done. I'm just waiting on a few things. Yeah, I mean, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I know you're not giving dates and specific time periods, but you did say spring, and my birthday is March 29th, which is in the spring column. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. <laughs> That's right. All right. Oh, excuse me. Goddamn. Ooh, a little phlegm. Sorry about that. But anyway, yeah, um, I know the what the past two episodes I was talking about, I had a theme to these next three, and this would have been the third one in that theme of people that are tired. You know, the episode that theme stemming from um, my guy uh, DeAndre Wilson, who pushes a tire around his city to promote cancer awareness and everything and for his uh, Keep It Rolling Foundation and whatnot. And um, I have the CEO of the J1 Studios who hosts the J1 Con and um, produces a whole bunch of other uh, things and entertainment in there. And the theme for that, he was tired because he does so much shit, he's tired. And then this, as I record right now, was supposed to be my man Roque, JD's episode to where, you know, he transitioned away from the military and he's just living his best life as a civilian. And, you know, he's tired because he's doing so much shit and he's not on a regimented schedule and all kind of things. That was going to be this episode. But I recorded this the other day with Sir John Lee. And today, as we sit, as I speak these words into this microphone to record, to produce and put out today is January 26th. Today is Sir John Lee's birthday. So I thought it would be great as a birthday present for him on some kind of small level to put this episode out today. And um, just want to say happy birthday to Sir John Lee, this talented young man. Even though you don't want to give yourself the credit or whatever, I know a lot of you know artists are like that. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of tend to be that way with the podcast. People tell me it's good, they give me compliments, and you know, I, I genuinely appreciate all that. But I, I feel like it could be better. You know, I could do more. You know, and I'm I'm trying to do that. I'm making those steps forward, never backwards. And as he said, don't freaking um, say you're trying, say you're doing. So I'm, I'm going to take that and make that my mantra. So uh, happy birthday once again to Sir John Lee. I appreciate you, brother. 
and hit the horns on them. Okay. I just turned this thing on. I had to warm up for a second. Was it instantaneous? I, I'm going to hit the horns again. See, there you go. I pressed the button right there. Then it exactly went off. I didn't have that little delay. It made me feel awkward and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, as we sit today, as these words are getting pushed through this microphone, down through the mixer, and to the recording apparatus here on my computer, today's the Royal Rumble. We went to Worlds Collide last night at the Toyota Center. It was a great time. And um, also last night, which, you know, since I was out with my family and making memories and stuff like my wife would say, um, Comic Palooza was hosting their th- one of their 365 events. They had um, a trivia tournament at the secret group. I guess it's a bar. I mean, it has alcohol in it. It has a bar. So I guess I could call it a bar. But they do performances and all kind of stuff there. But it was um, less than a mile away from the Toyota Center. So I ducked in there. Since I couldn't be there at the start of the show, but I finished strong and was there with everybody from um, just about every podcast in my little H-Town podcast group. When I Colt 45, Walker the Geek, Bri-Fi, um, I believe the Nerdy Bitch was there, but the Rebel Radio podcast was there, which I just did a episode of their show, uh, episode 181. We reviewed their 100th movie, Saving Private Ryan, and also... To companion with that audio format, if you go to my YouTube page, uh, search uh, 3R Show, you can see the pre-show video, and you can see the actual video episode of their episode 181, Saving Private Ryan. So I got that going on the YouTube. Also, I just recorded with Mikhail Casanova, host of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. So... You can find that on YouTube as well because he only do video. So go to his YouTube and you can find our interview together. And hear me out. You know, I put information in the show description. So if you hear me and I'm talking too fast and I know some people, when you listen to these audio formats, you don't like to rewind and go back and try to write shit down or try to search it as you listen. But all the information is in the show description. All the information is in the show description. I I can't say that enough. All the information is in the show description. So I'll have a link to the Rebel Radio um, interview that we did, their audio format and the video format on my YouTube. Also, I have a link to the video interview that me and Mikhail did on his uh, format. So all those links are in the description below. Okay, <laughs> and also, you know, we talked about a, a platform. Uh, I said a platform, a plethora. I like to use plethora of things in this episode with Sir John Lee. And one of the things that always come up in every time that he's been on the show, ever since I heard the song that he made and produced, wrote and and uh, performed, Digital Pyramids. So, guess what? We're gonna leave out with as the bonus content for this episode digital pyramids <laughs> so yeah you're gonna hear that right now um, but before you do you can follow me on social media at 3r show on twitter um instagram at the 3r show uh facebook facebook.com forward slash 3r show and youtube look for 3r show i have a old youtube on there if you search the random realms of rob either or i'll come up but if you want to see all the interview stuff that I just said and some of my recent videos that I've been doing, 
it's all on the three R show YouTube. And for anything I missed, you can go to randomrob.com and you can find many different ways to support the show. You can um, buy merchandise, which, you know, we still got a couple of day, a week left in January as I put this out. So you can still get those discounts on hats, shirts, and all of the items I have on randomrob.com forward slash merch. And you can be a part of the Patreon for just a dollar. You can help support the show a dollar a month. You spend five dollars on bullshit every day. So you can give me a dollar a month to um, help out the show, you know, get new equipment and do all those things like that. And there's also a ten dollar tier in there. If you want extra content, extra audio, extra video, ten dollars is my price. So get with a dollar, get you some things, some free giveaways and stuff like that. Or you can ten dollars and get buku more. That's your choice. Um, you can also hit my Amazon links. I talk about gear and equipment and anything. You can donate equipment that I may need for the show. So hit that Amazon link down there for my wish list and donate if you see fit. There's also Amazon links proper. You hit the link. It'll take you to Amazon, the website. You bookmark that. And every time you go to Amazon, you hit that link that you bookmarked and you shop. You don't do anything extra out of the norm. And whatever you purchase, I get a little kickback or whatever. You're not paying extra. I emphasize that. Also, you can hit up uh, my freaking cash app, my freaking PayPal. If you just want to give money one time and donate to the show that way. And also something that would help me out is if you hit up the sponsors, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com and you can get you some delicious seasonings and rubs for all your delicious meats. It doesn't have to even just be on meat. You can put it on your vegetables and everything. I've done that before. And you know, in those little microwave pizzas and microwave meals, I put hooks, rubs, and spices on all that shit. So check out hooks, rubs, and spices. Get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. Also, Poddex. Yay, I got my shipment in today. I, I'm holding in my hand right now. The interview deck is the, this is the second edition. And the interview deck contains 50 unique conversation starting questions to help you take your podcast interviews to the next level and keep your audience entertained. That I read that right off the box. I'm proud of myself how clearly and proficiently I, I read that. So just to give you a sample, I got the second edition deck in my hand. I'm going to just pull a card and here is a question that you could ask one of your guests. How much would someone have to pay you to eat a live spider? <laughs> That's a hell of a question. <laughs> so my answer to that question, and you can feel free to answer this question as well on um, Twitter. I'm going to pose that question on here. I'm going to put it in the show description <laughs> if people would like to read that. But my answer to this question, I'll read it to you one more time. How much would someone have to pay you to eat a live spider? For me, that question would be nothing. Not saying that I would do it for free, that I ain't doing that shit. So <laughs> there's your answer. And I pose that same question to you. But if you think that's interesting, something that you might want to add to your podcasting arsenal, go to poddex.com and at checkout, use promo code RANDOM. And now, my final sponsor. You know what time it is. Cue up the sensual music and everything. 
BlueChew.com. Mm-hmm, baby. You know, it's going down in the DMs and everything. People uh, talking about, thank you for recommending you to me. And I want to give you a crisp high five with my genitals and whatnot. But maybe you got um, some flappy genitals and whatnot. It's, it doesn't have a lot of strumpf behind it and whatnot. It, it had a trouble doing push-ups. Blue Chew got you covered, baby. And then what people fail to realize, you got, you know, what's that, uh... Cialis and Viagra and everything. Those are cool. You know, it'll, it'll give you the same result. But with Blue Chew being a chewable, it works up to two times faster. And you can take it with or without food, baby. That's some fast action. Some fast action, which you can be partaking in with your hard, rock-hard penis. <laughs> so head over to BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E. Chew. Com, and you can get your first order free. Only pay $5 shipping. The order is free. You just have to pay the shipping. So the order is free. You just have to pay $5 shipping. But if you use promo code RANDOM, you can get some random from a stranger. You can get some strange random with your rock hard penis. Flip it, flap it through some cheeks and maybe some breasts and all kind of things like that. Whatever you want to put that rock hard rod, you can do it. Thanks to Blue Chew. <laughs> anyway, go to bluechew.com, use promo code random, get your first order free. Nah, I think I unplugged everything, but hear me out. This is the most important thing that you can do to help support this podcast, and it won't cost you a dime of your money. Write a review. Five stars preferably, but whatever you got on your mind that you want to direct toward this podcast, do a review. And you can do that for any other podcast you listen to because we need it. We we hope that, you know, we can get those things. I don't know where I was going with that. I was about to get into some deep shit, but nah. Um, just like if you go to bluechew.com. <laughs> but anyway, write those reviews. I'm still only 12 away from 100 on Apple Podcast. So if you're hearing me, 12 more reviews will get me to 100. That's my goal by my birthday, March 29th. You know, today is Sir John Lee's birthday. If you don't know Sir John Lee, but you know me, for his birthday, write me a review on Apple Podcasts. And for that matter, if you don't have an iTunes device or Apple device, write a review anywhere you listen to the podcast. If they have a rating system there, leave a review there. I appreciate those as well. But I'm specifically wanting 100 on Apple Podcasts for my birthday. 100 reviews. We 86 out, baby. No, I mean 88 out and so we 12 left 12 left yeah did math <laughs> so once again thank you for listening to the random rounds with rob podcast and i'll see you next time bonus content